everybody. Welcome back to Drag Time with Heclina. I'm really, really excited to be back, especially because things are picking up now in the world. And this is our Pride 2021 episode. And I'm going to be doing live events in San Francisco for Pride Weekend. I'll be at the W Hotel uh, for Long Live the Queens at uh, 6 p.m. in San Francisco at the W. You can go to their website to find out about that or go to Eventbrite for tickets. And then on Sunday, Pride Sunday, um, I will be at the Oasis for the grand reopening of the Oasis. This has been so long of a wait and I'm so happy to that I'll be seeing people live and in person. So happy Pride, everybody. We have somebody very special joining us on our podcast today. Uh, first, I just wanna take a couple of uh, minutes to, to give you some notes. We love all the tips you're sending us. Uh, we really could use them. They all help Mark to keep the show going on. We can be found as Drag Time on both Venmo and Cash App. Uh, and you can visit our website, dragtimewithhecklina.com to find out all the ways that you can support us and explore our past episodes. Now to our very special guest, best known as a director, a drag queen and a DJ. Uh, she, she began her drag career as half of the duo The Weather Girls with her old friend Rose Bud, performing in Minneapolis venues such as The Saloon, The Gay 90s and The Townhouse and they quickly became one of the most sought after drag acts in the state of Minnesota. By the age of 28, she began working in adult entertainment production, starting out in sales and be climbing the ladder all the way to directing. She's directed at Catalina Studios and she eventually worked for multiple studios, including Falcon, All Worlds, Vivid and Odyssey. She, she is perhaps most proud of her work for her own company, Rascal Video, Channel One Releasing. She has received critical acclaim and numerous awards for such titles as Steel Ranger, In Gear, Second Gear, Oral Exams, Detention, and many more. Uh, we're gonna talk some more about Shishi's career in porn. We're gonna get to her career as a DJ, but right now, let's give it up for the lady herself. Hello, Shishi. Hello, Lady Cakes. How are you? I am good, honey. I'm here in Minnesota looking out at the beautiful, beautiful sky, uh, and I'm here with my kitty, so I'm good. You know, I, I, I always forget, because in my mind, you're just so entrenched in Los Angeles and SoCal, so I always forget that. Now, why do you live in Minnesota? Because you could be well, living I, in Well, I went yeah. to rehab. I went to uh -huh. rehab in Minnesota, and I decided to stay because this is where I'm from. You know, I'm I'm from here, and my sister is here, and it's it's just it's a really beautiful city. I mean, the winters suck, but before COVID, I was traveling a lot. Like I was everywhere, right. so I was never really in Minnesota a lot. And you're in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, I'm in Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay, that's where I was born. Did I, I? I told you that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was born in Minnesota and my family, my dad's family, they still live there. I love Minnesota. I have lots of memories of uh, being a child there. I remember the, of course, the intense winters and the intense, the intense summers. And I love the intense weather. Like I remember tornadoes and all that stuff. And they're happy, um, right? I mean, there's tornado warnings like seen every other night, but it's, you know, winters have been really odd lately because of global warming, I, I do declare. Right. Because of, there's not really much snow, but it's like it can get down to like 40 below. That is so weird. There's no snow. Right. That is so weird. We'll get a couple of big snowstorms and it'll pack it on. But I remember growing up that it used to be like 
there was so much snow and it snowed every day and walking to school in the morning when I was young was like, you know, you were, you know, that movie, a Christmas story when that mother puts that child in that coat and he can barely walk because he's so bound up in clothes and scarves and boots. That's kind of what it was like. Well, I, I remember too, because I lived there, you know, during my childhood and I, I remember urban myths about people going shopping and then they get home and they're taking their groceries out of the car and they get to their front door and they're fumbling for their keys. And then, <laughs> and, and that's how they find them the next day. We're like about, about to put their key in the lock because it's so cold. They froze to death. And I do remember my dad had a fucking uh, uh, wood oven that heat, that heated the house. Yeah, I had, to, I had to go get wood from the back and I hated it. Oh, my God. You know what? But those wood ovens, I got to tell you, we had them when in our cabin. They're the best for heating the house. Where did you live in Minnesota? Well, my dad is he's a redneck, so he never lived in the city. I, of course, I was, no, I was raised in St. Paul until I was oh, six. Okay. But yeah. then um, but my dad lived in Forest Lake, in Stacy, oh Wyoming, all that stuff. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's always been a country. Now he's somewhere even like Stacy was too uh, big, t- big town for him. So, so <laughs> now he's living. <laughs> I grew up in Hibbing, Minnesota. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty small town. I mean, you know, Bob Dylan is from there and basketball player Kevin McHale. Right. And it's just kind of like it was an it was an odd little town that never really had anything. It didn't even have a McDonald's until way later on. Wow. So. Yeah, well, it was a big deal when Forest Lake got their McDonald's. Yes. Anyway, we're talking about Minnesota too much. I also want to talk to you about, um, I see the, so now I'm in Palm Springs, which is the only place I've seen you really. Yeah. Uh, And you are going to be taking up a residency here as a DJ at Oscars. I am. Yes. I'm so excited. It all happened the night that we all went and saw Sherry. And um, I met Dan, the owner, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Lewis is the sweetest man. And we were talking and I told them how much I wanted to come DJ there. And they, you know, put their heads together, I guess, and came up with Shishi's Tea. And it's going to be once a month, the first Sunday of every month. Unfortunately, in in September, I'm going to be there the second Sunday of the month because of Southern Decadence, which I already have. Oh, right, right. You know, so I will be in Palm Springs a lot. I actually was even thinking about moving there, but I don't know. I'm back and forth. I'm back and forth about it because it's really hot. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really hot. It's intensely hot, like just a couple of months of the year. It was insane last week. It was like 123 degrees. That is that is unbelievable. I can't believe that anything can even happen in that. Well, yeah, I know. Even my my plants got discorched. I think one of my ficuses died. I just couldn't take it. But um, but yeah, you know, I but you're indoors, Uh, although I will say at Oscars. Yes, you you would be outdoors. And no, uh -uh, no. Yeah, I'm going to be outdoors at Oscars and hopefully they have, if it's, I think this tea starts at uh, three in the afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. I'm really quite sure. But, um, you know, it goes to like eight. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because I get to play the kind of music that I like to play. I like to play pop and weird stuff and disco and 80s and female vocalists and share and all that stuff you know what i mean that's what i want of course what what format do you use for djing well right now you know girl i'm so behind the times i'm i'm still using um thumb drives Mm -hmm. and a lot of the clubs have gotten rid of the pioneer players oh shit 
you know, and they have to bring, you have to bring a computer and I cannot DJ off a computer because I can't see when I'm in drag. I am like blind. You need to get those like Dame Edna kind of glasses that look good on you or something like that. I need some kind of cute glasses with bifocals. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Or or some some prescription sunglasses like Yoko Ono. Yeah, but I don't want to wear sunglasses though because you know, when you wear sunglasses, it always makes a drag queen look lazy. It's like, you know, you... I've worn sunglasses before and Jackie Beat has always, has worn sunglasses before to certain things. But I always look at it like, you know, when a drag queen is out and she's performing and she's out there and she's like having fun, if you don't see her eyes, you don't really see her face. Well, you you must have seen some of my cameos then, my cameo videos, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I'm too I'm too lazy sometimes. So I'm like, hi everybody, I'm here from sunny Palm Springs. That's why <laughs> that's why I'm wearing these sunglasses. But it's well, really because I can't do that in Minnesota, and I, yeah, I yeah. have to full geesh for my cameos, sure. and I just. I just dread it. I dread it, but it's, you know, people want to say, have me say hi to them or happy birthday or suck my dick. I mean, whatever, I'll do it. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it got me through a lot, uh, a lot uh, during the lockdown. It was, you know, helping me to help me to keep the electric bill going. But anyway, let's go to, I want to go all the way back, way, way, way back in the way back machine. So you, started out working in the porn industry and you rose up the ranks because, I mean, this is just from your Wikipedia page. It said they recognized that you you knew a lot about the porn industry before you even started working in it. Now, were you a porn, were you obsessed with porn or like how how did, okay. I was obsessed with porn and that Wikipedia page, it is so old. The thing when you were reading it, I was cracking up because it was like, and she started her own company channel. I'm not even with channel one. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I'm directing for a lot of different companies, but I still, you know, lend my name to the stores in West Hollywood. So I get a little money from that and that's nice. But um, I mean, I, I, I like, I do it for the branding and and my ex-business partners are really great and Mm -hmm. they're, they're my friends and I love them. But it was just time for me to to move on because they got out of the video business and went more into the toys. Right. Which, you know, anyway. But um, yeah, so I started doing, I moved to uh, Los Angeles in 1986. At the end of 1985, maybe I pulled into Los Angeles on on the day before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, and had no job, had no money, had had no furniture, slept on towels as a bed. Um, uh, we had a black and white TV and one chair that we would run up the stairs to try to get in at first. Um, but as you know, I back then there was a paper called Edge, like like Frontiers or, or, or Odyssey, Odyssey or something. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I looked through Edge and there was an ad for Catalina Video where I applied for a job to sell adult movies. And I went in and I knew so much about the movies that they gave me the job that second. And they were like, can you start Monday? And it was like, yeah. And then I had to take the bus and uh, I didn't go home to Minnesota for the first time. I was not with my family for the first time for Christmas mm-hmm. that year. And, you know, I was sad. I, I remember crying and being like, oh, God, I wish I was with my family. But it was, you know, I mean, 
kids got to do what a girl's got to do. So then you rose so, up the ranks. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I, I knew a lot about porn. I became friends with a lot of the stars. I came in when Jeff Stryker was just becoming popular with power tool and stuff. So, mm. you know, and I wanted to direct. I I was directing, I was art directing the photo shoots and, um, and those, oh girl, those took like literally eight hours to get like boner pictures of guys. And it was nowadays. Is, that uh, was, that was before Viagra, right? Yes. Way oh, God, yeah, it yeah. was on film and they were slides and I had to get those slides and put them in, in folders. It was like, there's no such thing as computer <laughs> pictures you know so yeah so i quit catalina i moved on to in hand i made some movies i didn't like it there the owners were a little weird um i left and went back to catalina i and then in the interim got into directing like straight porn mm -hmm. and and uh some uh trans porn oh wow and yeah and i honey i've directed all types and I love it. I I love all types of sexuality. So it's it was very exciting for me to explore these different varieties and see things really that I never saw. The first set I was on was a lesbian scene and I had never ever seen a vagina up close and here's these two girls gina fine and tracy adams i will never forget it they were in the middle of this room just eating each other out for days and i had the boom microphone that was my job i was holding the boom mic over their heads mm -hmm. and i couldn't watch because i was so embarrassed and so freaked out and all of a sudden they were like um excuse uh boom man boom man i turned around i had lowered without knowing the boom down right into the middle of the scene. <laughs> yes. So, and that day Gina Fine and I became like lifelong friends. So, you know, I've met a lot of amazing people in this industry mm -hmm. um, and people that I've been friends with since I met them, Sharon Kane, for instance. Um, you know, uh, we've lost a lot of my really good friends like Karen Dior, of course, and, yes. and Eric Rhodes. And Joey Stefano. I mean, you know the list. That's a, yeah, I, I, well, I, I wanted to ask you about that because you, you. Uh, I was looking at your Instagram the other day, and there was a picture of you directing. I think it was Heaven and Hell. Am, am I getting the uh, the title yeah. right? Yeah, it was yeah. the yeah. It was the movie with featuring all exclusives. Yes, and, a lot. Uh, and, and I saw. Well, I I noticed Josh Weston and Eric Rhodes right away are no yes. longer with us. Is there anybody else in that photo that's no longer with us? Uh, Roman Hart, Eric uh -huh. Rhodes, uh, Josh Weston. Wow, okay, uh, Roman Hart, is he the one that's in the front? He's in the middle, okay. uh, kind of shirtless, very cherub face. Oh, okay. Pie. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor baby. Um, but you know, I, I'm still best friends with Dean Monroe. Mm -hmm. And he's the devil in that picture. We also have done a sequel to that movie since. Oh, so, yeah. Well, well uh, you know, I was just struck by because you know, I I came across some old tranny shack uh, photos, and there was one yeah. photo. There's one photo that 
there's like eight of us in there. Yeah. And, th and three of the queens are now, uh, you know, they're no longer with us. And so oh. it's like, you know, it is haunting as you go on yeah. and you lose people. But the, the person, for some reason, the person that has the largest mystique of all of those stars that you mentioned yeah. is Joey Stefano. I, I remember yeah. reading, I remember reading the book, Wonder Bread and Ecstasy. Yeah. And of course I remember the Madonna book. And, yeah. um, and you know, he was, he died very young. Yes. And, uh, and contrary to popular belief, he, he, he was not diagnosed with HIV or AIDS before his death. I mean, that's what I read anyway, but it was- Well, he was, was, a, it, he was HIV positive. Uh-huh. And, but he didn't die from that. He died from a combination of cocaine, meth, and uh, what's, and- uh, It was uh, heroin. Heroin, yes. So yeah. speedballs, I guess. Yeah. So I, I will never forget that day because I was on set shooting for Falcon and um, I was with a couple of boys, Danny Summer and someone else. I can't remember who it was, but Joey was supposed to be in that scene. That's why he was in LA. He'd come in from New York to like do the movie and he didn't show up. And I got a phone call from Crystal Crawford um, on the set telling me that I needed to come to the hospital, that Joey had overdosed. And so, you know, John Rutherford drove me to the hospital and we rushed in and there was Sharon Kane was there. And, you know, they ushered us into this room and the doctor came in and said that he had expired. And I was like, what, what, what does that mean? Does he, mm -hmm. You know, what does that mean? And, and uh, he's like, well, he's passed. And mm -hmm. it was like, it was so unreal. And so like, oh, I can't believe it. You had so. a close friendship with him. Yes, I was in love with him, basically. I was really was in love uh -huh. with him. I, and people always say, don't you fall in love with all your stars? And I'm like, no, I don't. I, I really don't. I mean, I'm, I've become friends and made some amazing friends with people in this industry. But Joey was someone that I was deeply, deeply in love with. And he did not reciprocate that love at all. But he loved me. I know he did, like a mother, I would mm -hmm. say, you know, so... Well, I, I remember reading the book and uh, I remember you, you featured prominently in the book. And at one point yeah. you, you, I remember you were like, you went up to, to, to him and some other guy. You're like, why are you guys so fucked up? Like you were, I was like, oh my God, you guys like, and uh, I, I think a lot of people were mentors for him. But, you know, why do you think that his death and his persona has a more lasting residence than maybe Eric Rhodes or Joshua. Is it because Joey Stefano is from the golden age of porn? You know, like back in the day, back in the 90s? You know, I don't know. He, I always kind of uh, 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 compared him to like James Dean, Marilyn Monroe type, you know, like a, like a, like a legend or like a, you know, almost somebody that wasn't real to a lot of people. I mean, I, like to this day, it's like Marilyn Monroe and James Dean are fantasies because I never really got to see them right. you know, on TV or on the news or on gossip channels. They weren't at some bar taking selfies of each other. So right. it was like, you know, um, but Joey was, and neither was Joey because Joey passed away before all that happened. Yeah. But you know, he just had this way about him. He had movie stars after him. Right. He had- uh, David Geffen. 
David Geffen was definitely after him. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were others. There were others, and he got a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of promises from directors and producers and and stuff that they were going to make him a star. And he believed everybody that would talk to him. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, and that's then, very yeah. That's like yeah. that's Hollywood right there, you know. Yes. Yeah. So um, you know, it's just. It was it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy, and it was just that there, he was such a phenomenon. I mean, he was in Madonna's book. He was, yeah. You know, he just did, and Madonna picked him. Mm-hmm. You know, out of a group of guys, she had actually went to the Gaiety Theater to watch the dancers, and he was dancing there mm-hmm. um, at the time. And you know, I think it's he transcended so much. But mm-hmm. nowadays, I mean, you know, people are doing, I mean, I, I worked on a Tom Ford uh, sunglass ad mm-hmm. with Tom Ford himself at this house in the Hollywood Hills. And Luca DeCorso and um, Eddie Stone were the models that I brought up there. And, and for his very first launch of his sunglasses, he used these pictures of Luca DeCorso coming out of a pool that were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And he used also two vivid girls, Lanny Barbie and Monique Alexander. And it was just, it, I just thought it was so cool because I always wanted to, um, I always kind of wanted to mesh porn with mainstream. And, right. And, you know, back in the day, there wasn't any of that. Well, yeah, um, no. I mean, I, I I interviewed Tracy Lords for this podcast too, and yeah. uh, and I think she was also promised a lot by Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but but the but the reality is, no major studio is going to cast an ex porn star as a, in a major. You know, they're 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 not going to be the next Julia Roberts or or whatever. No, but Tracy uh, is another Tracy. You know, she's I. It's so funny because it's like six degrees of separation. She dated my neighbor John Enos, who owned uh, Roxbury, who also dated Madonna, and that's oh, wow. I was in a video of Madonna's at Roxbury, deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like I mean, Tracy. Tracy was, you know what I, I've since become kind of friends with her. She was amazing in that play with Coco Peru on in, uh, I think it was Women Behind Bars. Right. Yeah, and she was awesome in that. And she's a nice girl, but she's got an edge to her that's very, a little rough, a little, you know, and I think that that was calculating on her part was to do all those movies when she was so young. And then the only movie that actually was able to be sold was a movie that she produced mm-hmm. and made all the money on. And all the other movies had to be taken off the shelf and people went to jail because of it and people mm-hmm. were indicted because of it. And, you know, she turned herself in. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's kind of shady, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it, it's the porn world. It's the real world. I mean, mainstream Hollywood girl. Basically, (laughs) is basically porn stars. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, which I think is so funny. All all the Me Too stuff of people like this casting director harassed me, and I'm thinking, yes, but that's how Hollywood has worked since the very beginning. I mean, it is basically. You know what I mean? Like, 
I mean, and no offense against anybody, but if somebody offered me $2 million for a contract, I would suck their dick immediately. <laughs> Um, and yeah. not and not come out later and uh, whatever. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I I don't. I believe. I believe in the Me Too movement. I I really believe. Of that. course. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I've been accused of it recently. Oh wait. So that do, do you want to talk about that or? Um. I I can talk about it a little. I don't. Okay. There's really nothing happening with it. I've talked about it before. It's it's. Uh, I thought it was so uh, ridiculous, but you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. Uh, I don't want to tell the story again because I've told it so many times, but it's just very, it was very, uh, you know, I've been doing these movies for 37, almost 38 years now. Mm-hmm. And I have never been accused of wronging a model in a sexual way mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know, promising them something if they did something. Right. And this was, you know, I'm an alcoholic, Hecklina, and mm-hmm. I had relapsed and I was, you know, messy. Mm-hmm. I went back to my hotel and I was getting drunk and I was feeling t- sorry for myself. And, and I, you know, I, I phoned him and asked him to come back. And, you know, I really, really, really liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I was really starting to have feelings for him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he had them for me too, which was foolish of me to even think that. Mm-hmm. But I felt something. And... You know, when I made an advance on him, you know, it was, you know, he didn't reciprocate. Right. And I mean, he said that I, you know, picked him up and threw him on a bed and mm-hmm. thrust my hand on his pants and mm-hmm. did all this stuff. Honey, when I'm drunk, bitch, I can't even stand up. Did you, you know, ever, did, did you release a statement about it? Or I I, Yeah, I did. You did. Okay. Yeah, I did. But it, but you know, there's blogs and stuff that, that mm-hmm. uh, don't like me either. So they were, mm-hmm. they were just salivating at the fact that they could talk about this and, and accuse me of something that, you know, and mm-hmm. they went with it and, and he went along with it. And it's unfortunate because it's kind of hurt both of us right. in a lot of ways. And, um, but you know, I, I can only live my truth and, that's that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, but the smartest thing to do is to confront it. And, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I remember when that happened, you know, and, uh, yeah. and I was, I was hoping you, that you would confront it and you did. So I'm glad, yeah. but, um, I'm so glad that I ran that every sexual harassment I ever did <laughs> was on stage in front of hundreds of people. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Like I participants. Exactly. And always with consent. Um, because I mean, I, I I would say, can I eat your ass? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, Um, you know what? It's so girl. I mean, I, I look at the times when, I mean, I've sucked so many dicks in bathrooms and, mm -hmm. and, you know, stood outside and picked up people and got in their cars and from New York to San Francisco to LA to Texas. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like, and that was fun. It was yeah. fun to do. But nowadays, you got to be careful with your fun because you never know what's going to happen. You can't, you know, you can't talk about certain music. You can't talk about certain movies. You can't talk about a lot of stuff. Because somebody somewhere is going to get offended by what you talk about. The only thing, <laughs> yes. the only thing that people can make fun of nowadays is fat. Fat? Is that still okay? 
I don't think it's okay because- No, you can't make fun of fat because then you're accused of body shaming. Well, as a former fatty, uh-huh. I know that still, it's still, still to this day, people will throw out fat or she's fat or she's a fat pig mm. or she's this. And no one really, no one really uh, chastises or cancels people that talk about fat. Well, you can make fun of, uh, to me, well, you, you can make fun of white people, of course, and you can make fun of religion. Like it's like, I can tell a Catholic priest joke and nobody's going to try and cancel me. Right. Um, so that's, <laughs> yeah. anyway. So and let's, and yeah, religion yeah. It's one of the worst things in the world. So exactly. It's, a, it's, it, it's evil. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's killed far more people than porn. And started more um, wars. Yes, exactly. Well, let's go back to porn a little bit. And back in the back in the day, back in the glory days, I mean, you uh, were an activist for condom usage in porn. Yes, and you you were an advocate for safe sex, uh, particularly yes. during the AIDS crisis. Yep. Now, did that get? Uh, did you get a lot of pushback from that? No, I didn't, because I think everybody was doing it uh-huh. at the time, and you know they jumped on the bandwagon. Um, I kind of actually got Catalina and Falcon to use condoms because they were doing other things as a as precautionary methods, which I thought was insane. Like what? They were, well, they were shooting uh, uh, spermicide or whatever that stuff is that up the boys' butts. Oh my god! And it was not. That's not good for it. it it's just, it's crazy. And anything to not use a condom. And a lot of people were getting really <clears throat> upset and really, including myself. Mm-hmm. And I was unpopular for a little while for screaming about condom use. But I believe that I saved a lot of lives by doing that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, did we, there was something in the book, The Wonder Bread and Ecstasy, you got into a big public tiff with Jeff Stryker. Or something was was oh, he he was a, that, yeah. yeah that Gino Colbert and Jeff Stryker came for me on a talk show. Mm-hmm. I was on a talk show, Marilyn Kagan, and they were in the audience, and it was like an ambush. Mm-hmm. Sharon Kane and I got ambushed, and um, they just for for us, you know, Jerry Springer ish moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they it never really did anything. I mean, it was. It was so stupid. They were saying they were spewing things and saying things that were completely untrue. And I just felt very sabotaged and it was icky. And, you know, Jeff and I were friends for a long time. He dated a friend of mine. He would pick me up um, in the morning really early and drive me to Catalina and um, with the car always full of marijuana smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a Cheech and Chong movie when he would open the door. <laughs> um, and, you know, so it was weird that that all of a sudden he would turn on me. And popularity breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's people come for you when you're when you're popular. And Don't you know, I know it. I know it. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I believe that it was our job to protect the people that worked for us, just like anybody that works for anybody. I mean, I always used the analysis that if you are a welder and and you come into a, to be a welder and the boss at the welding place says, well, we weld without masks or without the shield or without gloves. 
So if you want the job, you can have it, but we don't offer any protection. So it's kind of like, I just felt it was my responsibility to uh, protect people. And I had never made a movie without a condom, straight, gay, trans, anything without a condom for many, 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 many years. And when I started working for Vivid, which was all straight porn, I demanded that I use condoms. Well, they were using condoms, but then they decided to stop. And I was making a lot of money with Vivid and I just couldn't portray uh, unsafe sex. And, but with, you know, as the world progresses, like vaccines and, and did for COVID, you know, there's medication and, um, and undetectable models and, you know, testing. And um, so I succumbed and made my first uh, condom movie for Falcon, my condomless movie mm -hmm. for Falcon. And um, it was very, very strange. Mm. to do it it was almost like like seeing a, a dick without a condom go into an asshole was like really kind of like oh my god mm -hmm. I, this is really happening but you know i mean nowadays you're testing for a lot of stuff you're testing for syphilis and gonorrhea and chlamydia and and uh you know so many sexually transmitted diseases that I believe that HIV is at the bottom of the list. Well, nowadays, yeah, nowadays, hep C is, is a lot deadlier yeah. than uh, HIV. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it is, I, I am jealous that this generation now has never had to see all the all their friends around them die of AIDS and well, girl, see, see yeah, people die really, really horrible death. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have this sexual revolution. Yes. Um, but well, I hope- lived in San Francisco where it really, yeah. really became like, um, you know, the walking dead. It was and so, it was surreal. I, I worked at Tower Video and my job was to manage membership. And yeah. I, every week I would go and take out people's names who had died, you know, and it was oh. just like, it was just a daily, a daily reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just. And now when you hear someone died, you don't think that. You right. think, what did they die from? And, uh, you know, drugs is mm -hmm. usually the, the culprit. Exactly. Um, you know, suicide, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's, 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 that's a, a new epidemic is, is suicide and, and drug overdoses. Yeah. And, um, you know, thank God I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of relapses and you, you've, yeah, you've, and you've had some scary brushes with your health. You had, yeah. I, I, I remember when you had that heart thing. Yep. I had a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I had um, a stint put in. You had what? A stint put into my, into my artery. Oh, is to, that like a valve? No. It's like a, it's like a little mesh piece of mesh that goes in and opens up your artery. Okay. It's so weird because they go up through your crotch. And I remember uh. laying, laying on the table and feeling this and it, my back started to hurt. And I was like moving and the doctor was going, you can't move. And they had given me a twilight drug, you know, to like make you forget. But I'm like, I feel like, so they had to give me more. And <laughs> you know, I was just like, it, you know, the worst patient. But, um, you know, that was God 
many, many years ago, over 15 years ago. And, you know, I had gastric bypass surgery and to lose weight and to, because I could never really lose weight. I would try, but I could never lose weight. My friend Shantae right now is she really has a lot of trouble losing weight, but she, he, he has, his name is Michael. She, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He has been uh, intermediate fasting and walking like, okay, I am gobsmacked by how far he walks on the weekend. It's crazy. And he has lost a lot of weight. And yeah. I'm so proud. He looks great. He does. And you know, Roma, she looks great. Um, so many people, uh, Mr. Pam looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's weight loss, I guess, is the new. Um, well, I mean, it's just something you have to look at. Yes. You know. Especially um, well, mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I, I went to, uh, and you're far older than I am, but I, oh. I, 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 I go to my doctor here in Palm Springs and she's like, you have onset, you have the beginnings of diabetes, you have the beginnings of arthritis, yeah. you have the beginnings of a fatty liver. And so basically a, a friend of mine said, you know what you need to do? You need to stop seeing your doctor because every time <laughs> you, every time you go see the doctor, she finds something wrong with you. So, yeah. but, but I think that is um, like, I have a lot of friends who never, ever go see a doctor who knows what's going on with them. You know, well, at, you know at least, diabetes, yeah. is a weird, diabetes is a weird, weird thing. I mean, I think being an alcoholic and doing lots of cocaine and lots of stuff, I think that did stuff to my body. I mean, I don't know if the alcohol, I mean, I was told that I was pre-diabetic when I was young living in Hibbing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I was so overweight. Mm-hmm. I was so overweight and, you know, 360 pounds when I was, when I finally got my gastric bypass, that's big. Yeah. So with my, I have little tiny legs and little tiny arms. All my weight was carried in the middle and that's the worst place to carry your weight because that brings on diabetes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you're still kicking girl. Yes. And uh, are you, you going to yeah. come and see me at Oscars? I am. I am. Uh, But let me see. I have a couple more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so this must be a boring question um, because people talk about it a lot. But now we're in an era where if you want to jack off, you go on Pornhub and you look at a a 30 second clip and for free and you're done. So um, the porn industry has changed a lot since you began working in it. how has your relationship changed because of that to the porn industry? And, and what, what do you think is the future of the porn industry? Oh God. I mean, I've been saying for many years now that I'll give it five years and, and uh, making full porn movies will be done. Like releasing DVDs will be done, but it's still happening. Um, I've made some of the best movies that I've ever made in the last five years. I mean, I, Jackie Beat wrote me this amazing script called Scared Stiff that I had in my desk for 13 years and never could get anyone to make it. I I wanted to make it for Channel One, but it was just going to cost too much money. Mm -hmm. And so I kept the script for, I, I really held on to the script. I can't believe it that I did, but, and then I brought it to Tim Valenti, you know, at Naked Sword. And he was like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. So we made that and, you know, uh, what's, what's uh, that fabulous uh, trans woman 
friend of Jackie's, uh, Calpurnia? Calpurnia? Calpurnia, yeah. Calpurnia and Jackie wrote the theme song and it was scared stiff. It was just like the best. It was, very, <laughs> very, it was really good. And it was really funny. It was very Jackie beat. And then it did really, really well. So part two was great. It was so amazing to make. And now she's written the, the script for part three. And I don't know when we're going to do that, but hopefully soon. And, huh. you know, it's, um, it is, you know, there's only fans and just for fans and my fans and your fans and that fan over there, whatever that, all these sites right. are called. I find them really boring. You know, I, I, I guess there's something to be said for putting up a cell phone in, on one end of the room and, and these guys on the other end of the room. I mean, I think that they're getting more savvy now. They're actually having people film them instead of just propping up a camera and just never moving the phone. Right. And, um, but that has uh, cut into the industry a lot. Um, I think that it's, I think that they're all hurting because now a days, everyone has an only fans. Everyone. Right. I mean, models and actors and wannabe actors and TikTok people. And, you know, it's like they all have OnlyFans and they go on there and they 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 don't even really even show anything really. And, you know, that whole thing about Bella Thorne going on OnlyFans and making one million dollars in one evening. Is that true? Yep. Oh my God. And freaked out because she didn't do anything on that. I mean, it was like, she just said, I'm gonna be on OnlyFans and people were like signing up like crazy thinking they were gonna see a Bella Thorne tit. I don't know. So, you know, I mean, there's some delicious guys from TikTok and from uh, Instagram that are on there that are delish. Oh but yeah. I don't wanna, you know, do I wanna watch them jack off or take a shower or, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> and it's because I'm jaded, I guess, maybe. Yes. You, know? you never. Yes. Um, okay, well, we've talked about Shishi's relationship to the porn industry. Now, let's talk a little bit about Shishi as a DJ. You know, we talked a little bit about the music you're going to play when you're here in Palm Springs, yeah. the, music, the music that you love. Who are your most important music influences? Well, Cher, of, of course. course. Yes, of course. Um, like over the years they kind of changed so kiss uh-huh is a you know huge influence um was a huge influence divine um uh abba oh um, yeah yeah the bgs uh you know barry manilow and i recently did a show in jacksonville florida and barry manilow came to the show it was so crazy and we we auctioned off my friend Rihanna's uh, thing for her, for the gay center in her town. And he bought it for like $2,500. What does he look like, like up close? Well, he looks, you know, like an older Barry Manilow. Okay, fair enough. You know, and he was there with his boyfriend or his husband, or I, I'm not sure if it was his husband or his boyfriend, but anyway, very nice man, like super nice. It was weird performing for him because it was like, you know, I'm trying to focus on the audience and all I could focus on was Barry Manilow. Yeah, he was, remember how huge he was in the 70s? 
Just oh, massive. man, game without tape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Looks like we made it. Made it. Yes, yeah, I yeah. mean, come on. And, oh, and Copacabana, come on. Oh, at the Copa. Oh, Copa. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I like all that. And, and, you know, like, I love Miley Cyrus. I love um, Lady Gaga, of course. I love Dua Lipa. I love um, Joan Jett. Mm -hmm. uh you know cherry bomb is my all-time favorite song of all time mm -hmm. um the runaways yes I, of course. you know i if people always ask me what's your favorite song of all time it's cherry bomb for sure because it means a lot to me um you know i had i was in a band called the johnny depp clones with chris green and karen dior and gender and we would do cherry bomb and we actually did it in a movie, um, The Fluffer. And so Cherry Bomb is a big influence. I mean, I got to meet, I've met Joan Jett, I've met Cherie Curry, I've met Sandy West, and I met uh, Kim Fowley, their manager, who is not a very nice guy. Oh, I've heard. Um, oh, well, he I was obsessed with me. He, was he would follow me around New Orleans. And he was like this, he was kind of ghoulish. You didn't meet Lita Ford? I met Lita Ford once in, in okay. an airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. And never met Jackie Fox, but I talked to her on the phone mm -hmm. um, because I'm good friends with Vicky Blue, who replaced Jackie in The Runaways. You know, and, and that movie, The Runaways, I could have told the story better because oh. I know so many things that went on. Like they didn't even focus on, you know, Jackie trying to kill herself in the hotel room in Japan. And I think, like, yeah, I, I, I think they were more they were more interested in the love, the love thing between um, Sherry Curry and Joan Jett. Yeah. But and was there was that really that sensational? I, no. no. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they didn't really even even focus on all the girls. They didn't because they didn't get, you know, the rights to Jackie Fox or Lita Ford, their names. You know, they didn't they wouldn't those girls wouldn't sign off on their names. Well, I think, well, that's why they didn't focus on them. Yeah. I but mean, that, it kind of makes mean, sense. But yeah. what they should have done was paid Jackie, because that's very interesting how she, you know, someone kicked her guitar and broke it, her bass guitar and broke it. And she had a mental breakdown because they weren't feeding those girls and they weren't, they weren't taking care of them and they were in freaking Japan and they were made, they were selling out huge arenas mm -hmm. in, in Japan and getting no money. And she went back to the hotel and she broke a bottle and kicked in the mini bar so she could drink and broke a bottle and cut herself up. I mean, that, you know, that's not that that's good, but it would have made for a much more dramatic, exciting movie. Oh, sure. But, you know, I still like the movie because anything with the runaways. And I used to love when Joan Jett would get a part in a movie like uh, Light of Day or something, you know, and I would I would be so excited for these girls. And actually, Cherie Curry had a couple of roles in movies that were, were good, like Foxes. With oh, Joan Foxes was so good. Oh, my God. One of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, you know, nowadays it's like I... I I love playing Kylie Minogue. I love playing, you know, all that stuff that that the that people love. I love when people scream when I put a song on. And yeah. to this day, I can play all the new stuff. And then when I put on like Salt and Pepper or 
or uh, Prince or something like that, people go nuts. They love it. Madonna, old Madonna stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm a very eclectic DJ. So I will go from, you know, shake your tambourine to uh, dancing queen. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's all over the, it's all over the place. Well, you're going to fit in, you're going to fit in perfectly in Palm Springs, uh, you know, because those Queens love to come out to the tea dances. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that your, your gig is going to be early, right? It's the first uh, one of the summer. It's the first one back. It's Shishi's tea on mm-hmm. um, first Sunday of every. Oh, so so Sunday. it is a tea. It's 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 a tea. Yes, yeah. So I think it starts at three. I believe. Well, yeah, because that makes sense. Because Palm Springs, you have to because mm-hmm. yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and they were like, please play, <laughs> please play some disco for the for the the elderly gentlemen. Oh, I, but I love them because they're all the they're all the people who survived, and they come out with their tambourines and their yeah. flags, and it's just fabulous. I love it. I love um, it. I love the you know the drag queens that'll be there, and hopefully Mother Chucka will come all dressed up in that crazy wig, and oh, yeah. you know, um, you know, Ethelina and you, and you know the, the the Palm Springs girls that I love, and you know, there's so I have so many friends, so many um, porn guys. Big daddy porn guys that live there. Oh, They'll yeah. They'll bring out Chris Green. You know, my friend, there's lots of friends there. Oh, my favorite, my favorite, Trenton. He's, he lives oh, down yes. there. Oh, my God. I love with him. Uh, well, we're almost at the end of the podcast, and I have one really important question left. The okay. final the final question. Okay. Shishi LaRue, what is your favorite memory of Hecklina? <gasps> um, oh, my God. Um. There's been so many. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. My earliest memory is the one where you wouldn't let me into Tranny Shack for free. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, let, you wouldn't let me into Tranny Shack for free the first time I came to Tranny Shack. And you were like, no, I, there's no guest list. And, oh, um, my God. Yeah. And, and it was like, and then I, I guess I came there once. Uh, with Roma, and then you finally let me in for free, and I was very happy. Um, <laughs> oh God! But, I mean, you know, girl. I mean, I don't know. I, I, we've been in so many. We're intertwined in so many ways. It's so hilarious. Do you know what? You know, Do you know I, what? I, I loved yeah. performing at Oasis with you. Yeah. That was really fun. That was and I fun. love DJing Puta's birthday. That was fun too. Yeah. You know, going back to me not letting you in for free at Tranny Shack, I know that when I first started yeah. doing drag, I was a punk rock kid. And I, it was kind of like, you know, that, um, that whole thing, like kill your idols. Yeah. I was like, you know, so I'll like charge Lady Bunny, charge Shishi, like all the, it was kind of like that punk rock thing of like, I'm not going to let these bitches come in and act like yeah. stars or whatever. But, um, but well, I got bro, over you that. You had people like Bjork. At your I know. Club. I mean, and, for God's yeah. sake. And, and share. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, Tranny well. Shack was an institution. I can't wait for the, I know it's how you can't use that word anymore. That it's, it, uh, but oh, it's wow. like, I would love to have, um, do it, like have another Tranny Shack, like just a, like a remember way, you know, just like a, a reunion or something, you know? I will say that I, I do not use that word, except I will use it historically. Like I'll, I'll yeah. say, because Tranny Shack was 
something that happened in the yes. past, you know, so yes. I have to reference it, but I'm, I'm not going to call somebody no, that, wor that no, word. Absolutely you know what I mean? not. Absolutely yeah. not. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, for someone old like me, it's really hard to not, because I actually love that word because it's kind of, it's, it was a fun word when I was young. And it's not, I understand now it's not fun for people going through that. It's not a fun word. It's right. degrading and it's, uh, you know, it's, but it's just like, there's so many words nowadays that we can't use and we can't say and we can't reference or we can't, I mean, you know, like I said, people can still call someone fat, but they, you know. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I won't, you know, well, the, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I won't do is trying to erase history, but I, I, I will realize, I do, it took me a long time to realize that language and words, they do change. Oh, and of course, and they make, they, yeah. yeah, and of course I'm upset this, that this thing that was so much a part of me Yes. Now has this word attached to it. Yes. He, you know, because it was so important for a very long time to a lot of people. It was important to a but, lot of people and a yeah. lot of, and a community and San Francisco as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. You but know? you know, but we can, but, uh, but if, if I'm talking about it in a mixed company, I just say T shack or the shack yeah. and people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, anyway. So we have now come to the end of the podcast it was fun and yes. uh, so everybody that can keep up with shishi larue on the socials instagram at shishi larue facebook shishi larue twitter dj shishi larue, shishi larue and yep. website is shishi larue.com yep is that right okay yep. uh you can find me on all of my socials uh twitter Instagram and Facebook as Hecklina. Uh, I hope to see you guys all in San Francisco over Pride Weekend. Let's give a big round of applause once again for Shishi LaRue for joining us. Oh, yeah. Applause to Miss Heckle, who's doing anything to make a buck, including Thank charging you. her friends to get into class. <laughs> You're lucky she didn't charge us to get into this podcast. Right? Exactly. <laughs> well, Shishi was having a hard time getting into this podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, okay. If you love us, show it, subscribe to the show, like us, rate us, and please tell anybody you can about Drag Time with Eclina. Thank you to the most important person, Mark, for keeping all, Yay, all this Mark. going. Mm -hmm. And thank Yay. you for tuning into Drag Time with Hecklina. Love you, girl. Bye.